Hey guys, so I did just record this before. I couldn't spit any words out, so I'm gonna get myself comfortable and make this more like a conversation rather than me acting as if I'm trying to give like a TED talk. Basically, this month, type, no, (laughs) diabetes awareness month. Um, So in class at uh, study journalism, we have to look for stories every week. And my friend Mary helped me realize that it was actually Diabetes Awareness Month. And you're probably thinking, well, Sasha, you're literally diabetic. How do you not know that? And I guess it's literally, I was diagnosed in February. So I probably would have overlooked this month because not like, oh, because it doesn't affect me, I wouldn't have looked into it. But I feel like that tends to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you'll never really understand how important these awareness months are unless you're kind of know someone who experiences or you are that person who experiences it you know for example for for example sorry um black history month people who aren't of color will understand but it's it, it usually means more to the person who's directly affected anyway so this one may not directly represent you you may not be going through you may not have um diabetes or a health condition and that's okay but I think it's equally as important for you guys to also understand what it's like for someone who does have a condition and like I said it doesn't have to be diabetes it can be any other health condition obviously I can only speak personally from being a type 1 diabetic but I think that a lot of the experiences are quite transversible transferable oh my gosh transferable I just made up my own word sorry transferable and I wanted to kind of share it with you guys because I there are definitely moments I get annoyed with people um or not even annoyed it's just like like for example it's innocent I didn't really get annoyed but I um I think I ask I tend to ask people how much carbs are in things I'll explain it in more depth, but necessarily I need to know how much carbs are in it so I can inject insulin so I can digest the food and my sugar levels don't spike. And people tend to think that I am someone who is just like, loves tracking my carbs. And I'm telling you, I was never the person to look on like the back of a packet to see how much sugar or carbs were in something. But now I literally, like I have to, Um, it's part of my lifestyle now. And some people who don't know or don't really understand diabetes or like type 1 diabetes. Sorry, guys, that's my high glucose alarm. I did do insulin, but you might hear that a bit which I'll also talk about that and how my phone knows that my sugars are high. Um, but yeah, so for someone who doesn't understand why I would need to know how much carbs and sugar is in an item of a food, they would just come to the assumption that, oh, she's trying to keep track of her weight, which is definitely not true. Um, so yeah, but I thought I would start off, I've got notes because I know this is quite a diverse topic and I don't know everything. I Yes, I'm a type 1 diabetic, but I was only diagnosed in February, so I don't have all the answers. But I'm going to relay as much information as I can and, you know, if you guys have any questions, um, you know, regarding that or just you're just interested, you know, I'm more than happy, you know, just message me 
on Instagram or anything. Um, I also have my journalism TikTok, which is that news girl. Um, and it's girl with two L's. Um, or just type in Sasha Wiltshire and you'll be able to find at least one of my accounts, which I repost the stuff on anyway. Um, so yeah, so basically, um, before I get started, I did want to quickly mention, so yeah, it's Diabetes Awareness Month, but with, for Diabetes UK, World Diabetes Day is on the 14th of November, 2023, and Diabetes UK are doing a campaign called Hashtag Nailing Diabetes, which is a challenge for World Diabetes Day, um, They w- and they want basically you to paint your nails blue um, to help us turned the UK blue um, to show that people who are living with diabetes are not alone. So kind of like, you know, um, you know, when people have like a certain ribbon for a certain thing, um, they're getting everyone to do their nails blue. So yeah, um, let's get started. I don't know why I'm being so weird today. I think I have a monster. So I feel like I'm overthinking like how I'm being. Um, yeah. Anyway, background. I know my background, but I've got notes because I want to make sure that I um, relay everything that I think is worth knowing and think is important. So, like I said, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 18 years old um, in February this year. I was, so my symptoms, which is a good place to start, I was, oh my gosh, there's a fly. I was continuously thirsty and it was so bad that I would actually chug, chug, chug water at night. And then immediately I'd need like to pee. Like I would be woken up so many times in the middle of the night, busting to go to the toilet. I would be at uni and every five seconds I would literally need to go to the toilet. I was wet myself. My friends are like, Sasha, like why do you need a wee all the time? Um, and that gave me like a lot of broken sleep. I was very tired. I was very exhausted all the time. I didn't have any energy to do anything. And in my head, I was like, I just connected it to me having broken sleep because I needed to pee all the time. Um, what else did I have? Um, so tiredness, peeing, fatigue. Oh my gosh. So I would get very low energy and what, I somehow found out was that so we have vending machines at uni and they have like fizzy drinks and stuff and I would literally need a fizzy drink to get me through my next lecture like I'd literally feel so droopy and so like rubbish and I literally my body like I didn't know how to explain it and to everyone else I probably seemed like the most craziest person but I knew I needed the sugar so I would like down 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 fizzy drinks and everybody was like Sasha you have such a fizzy drink addiction it's terrible and I was like you guys do not understand like I need this I think when I went back home at Christmas my mum got us Krispy Kreme donuts I ate all of them I think there was like there was like 12 and I must have eaten like six I like literally sat downstairs and ate half of them my mum was like uh okay my mum kind of just connected it to you know I'm at uni I'm not going to be spending my money on donuts so I just kind of indulge while I'm at home um but I did eat so many and so I went to work um, I used to work uh, at bar and my, I was telling my colleague, I was always there saying, she was like, oh, maybe you're diabetic. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I remember I called my mum and I was like, hey, ma, um, I think I might have type one diabetes. Like, should I go to A&E and get it checked? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So if my mum, like for me, if my mum says to go, then I know, yeah, I probably should go. So it was actually really bad. Before I went, I had this really sugary smoothie and a carrot cake and 
sorry guys, I can't turn that off. Um, and a carrot cake. So I went to, I actually wasn't gonna go to A&E because I couldn't be bothered. I know that sounds so terrible, but I wanted to cook dinner. I had things to do. So, but my friend Freya was like, no, you need to go. So I went and when I went, they were like, I did a pee test and then they were like, right, okay, you have it. Your sugar levels are 30. And for context, your sugar levels should be between four and 10. So 30 was really bad. So then I had to go to a hospital. So I got an Uber to the next, to a different hospital. And I had to stay overnight on a drip and they had to keep taking my bloods. And then my mum drove all the way from London, all the way up north, it was a four hour journey the next day. She came and I. they then sent me to the, they, I saw the diabetic nurses and then I went to the diabetic ward. And my mum stayed in my uni accommodation while I stayed another night in hospital. And then the doctor said I could go, but my mum wanted me to stay at home um, to kind of help me learn all the new things I'd just learned. And so I did uni from home for about a month. So let's just say I didn't quite have the normal first year uni experience. It, I liked first year, um, but I did where I missed out on that month. That was kind of like the last month of uni. And um, so, yeah, it was, it, it was a shame. But so that's a bit, that's kind of the symptoms, how I got it. Um, so yeah, so type one diabetes is a lifelong condition. Oh my gosh, where you produce little or no insulin. So I think I still produce like the tiniest little bit. Um, for those of you who don't know what insulin is, insulin is a, this is the Google definition or one that I found online. Insulin is a hormone made in your pancreas. It helps your body use glucose brackets, sugar for energy. In type one diabetes, your pancreas no longer makes insulin. So you have to inject it to control your glucose levels. So I have to inject insulin before every meal. And I also have to inject it at night. So for every meal, I usually do so for every 10 grams of sugar, I'll do one unit of insulin. Um, and I do that, like I said, every time before I eat, it doesn't have to be for a meal, but like if I have a snack, so for example, I think I have like a digestive, like the digestive slice bar, and I think it's got like 30 grams of carbs in it, slash, like it'd be like 30 grams of carbs, and then it would be like of which sugars to show me how much of that is sugar and how much of it is carbs. Um, so then I would do three units of insulin, that that was the, the basic level of what they taught me to use. So that's what I've been doing so far. And so basically, it's all about carb counting. So when you're eating food, um, insulin is what breaks that down and stores, you know, some of it gets stored into fat, some of and some of the, the carbs and the sugars get stored and used, no, get turned into like for energy to keep you going. Um, but because my body wasn't producing that, I had no energy and I was always drowsy all the time. So now that I'm on insulin um, and I'm like, got a monitor so it's actually in my arm it's called libra and it continuously gives me my sugar levels so that i know if they're too low or they're too high or what so if i need more insulin if i need less insulin kind of that kind of thing which is very very helpful there's also one called the dexcom but i don't i've never had that one um oh gosh i just realized so much information um but yeah so it's been a roller coaster of things um and I would definitely say it has affected me mentally a lot. And I think that's something I kind of want to talk about because even if it 
isn't I think it's really important to have these months or days or weeks where you have awareness of something especially with disabilities because uh, and I'm going to be honest like if I probably if I wasn't a type 1 diabetic like I'd probably know or I've heard it was diabetes awareness month but I actually had no idea what diabetes was I didn't understand I didn't know there was two types <laughs> I honestly like most people just thought that it was due to bad diet which it's not and that is kind of leads me on to my next kind of topic where I wanted to talk about the stigmas um one thing I will say is that don't make comments unless you know because the comments hurt they they honestly do hurt I think it really upsets me when people make certain things or certain assumptions because it's not like that you know I didn't ask for this I didn't want this I can't control it sorry guys oh my gosh they're 15 um I couldn't control it I can prevent it I can't take it away unfortunately this is my life now and it is nothing that I have done so one of the common stigmas is that it's from a bad diet or too much sugar one person actually said to me oh it must have been all those monsters that you had or all that sugar you had when you was little that's like the worst thing you can say because I think it, it I just like I don't know it's I think it's just the worst thing you could say because it's like well it's not true you know it's, it's annoying when someone says something that isn't true it's like well that's not what happened like I had a relatively good diet my mum was an amazing cook I ate really well all the time I wasn't really allowed much sugary stuff anyway yes I did have quite a few monsters in sixth form which is very very true however I didn't I didn't give this to myself and I am very proud of being a type 1 diabetic I'm obviously a massive advocate I want everyone to know I want to educate everyone about it um which is why I think it's important to break that I think that's the main stigma everybody has um and it's not nice it's just like it's frustrating because it's like it's like oh it's not true do you know what I mean and it's like you wish people would know or at least take the time to know or just to ask like it you know if I told if someone told you that they were a type 1 diabetic and you go oh is it because you're the sugar you had like just ask how did you get that or if you don't mind me asking because you know not everybody wants to share just be like how like you know how did that happen like what happened how are you diagnosed things like that and they you know a lot of people will be more than happy to explain or we have the whole internet at our fingertips with a bunch of information if you really want to know without offending someone and you don't want to ask just have a look into it um I think the person who also said that there was um that it was because I was unhealthy as a child, also had said to me when I tried to explain to them there is type one and type two, they were like, oh my gosh, there's too many types. And I was like, there's two. It's like, it, I think it definitely hurts when people, obviously I don't expect people to know the ins and outs of everything, but there is very basic information that I feel like everybody should know. Um, especially when you're handling someone with type 1 diabetes or just someone with a certain mental health condition or a different type of disability. I think it's always good to kind of have that basic kind of common knowledge about it. And even if you don't know and you want to know, uh, or like, for example, someone who has autism, if you kind of want to understand a bit about how they think, I think you need to remember, yes, there is the disability, 
but every single individual is different. Like, so for me being a type one diabetic, I, the amount of insulin I need to take for a certain meal might be completely different to somebody else or the way that I have to treat when I have a hypoglycemia, which is, um, low sugars or a hyperglycemia, which is high sugars is completely different to someone else. So sometimes I think it is worth asking the individual kind of a bit about their condition a bit about what they're going through because we're all very different all our bodies are different all our experiences are different so sometimes yes getting information online is great but it's not always accurate for that individual so sometimes it is still worth asking as long as that person feels comfortable enough just being like hey you know is it okay if I can ask you a few questions about this you know if you don't feel comfortable then that's absolutely fine me personally I the reason why I talk about it so much is because at the time, like before now my For You page has changed, but at the time when I was first diagnosed, I felt super alone and I felt super isolated because no one else had it. My auntie had it, but she's has sadly passed. So when I was diagnosed, she was no longer with us at the time when I was diagnosed. So I didn't really have anyone else to ask and I felt so alone because no one, not no one, but no one that I knew could understand what I was going through. They didn't understand what it felt like when you watch everybody else eat without kind of stressing about how much carbs or how much sugar is in that meal. Is this going to cause me a spike? Is, you know, is this the right amount of units to cover this meal? Or am I going to give myself too much and, and make my sugars drop? Like, there's so much more I've got to think about during the day. Like now my sugars are 15, which is very, very high. So then I've got to think about, right, okay, how much exactly is going to bring my sugars down? And am I going to, perfect timing, am I going to bring them down too low to then need to have things like a glucose tablet, which helps raise my sugars, or you can have like jelly babies. I personally don't like jelly babies. So I have Haribo's. Um, one also thing is do not just give a diabetic pure sugar, like a sugar packet that will not like, I personally, I mean, when I was little, maybe, but like, I personally don't want to just swallow sugar. Um, so don't just give them that. If you are around someone who is type one diabetic and they're experiencing a hypoglycemia, low sugar, hypo, yeah, sorry, I get confused. Um, then a full fat Coke is good. I personally don't like full fat Coke. I think Coke tastes nasty. <laughs> sorry, guys. I just don't like the way it tastes. Um, I'm more of a Fanta girl. Or um, what else do I have? I have Tanfastics or glucose tablets. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Because you, you also want something that's going to give them sugar straight away. And then after kind of the hypo you would give them maybe a bit of toast a bit of carbs just to make sure that their sugars stay normal let's have a look at other um yeah i think that's that's most of the stigmas i've come across i have heard stories on tiktok where people have been injecting themselves and people think they are injecting illegal substances and I I have personally not experienced that and I do hope that I do not experience that um one thing I will say is more or less of the stigma but don't I think I get very anxious when it's in certain situations I get very anxious when injecting myself um don't stare 
sometimes I don't like it when people stare at me because I, where I'm still quite new with my condition, I like my, so my injection sites, you do it in your thighs or your stomach. You can do it in your arms, but I have quite a small frame. So the fattiest parts of my body are my thigh and my stomach. However, I'm still quite slim. So when I'm injecting myself, those, I will call them injection sites, they get quite sore. And I don't want to do my arms because like I said, there's not much of my arms and it hurts quite a bit. And I don't really like when people are staring at me because what I do, and I don't know if other um, kind of people do this, and just a disclaimer, I'm going to be talking about needles. So if you don't feel comfortable, just like fast forward or don't listen because I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Um, But I will, you know, do my needle and stuff and then I will like go to push it in and if it hurts too much and I'll find somewhere else to do it and you know sometimes I can inject myself as quick as 10 seconds sometimes it takes me two minutes sometimes it takes me five minutes I think when I first was diagnosed it would take me 20 minutes because I'd be so anxious because it wasn't nice injecting myself all the time and and it was really horrible and before I had my Libra which is my constant um sugar level glucose monitor so let me know what my sugar levels are I had to you had to prick your fingers and then you had to put it on like a little strip and put it into a machine and it would tell you what sugar levels are um and my fingers would bruise up because they were it was so bad like my fingers I'd like stab them so many times my fingers were bruised up and it was honestly horrible because it was like I almost didn't want to eat and it felt like eating. So I'm such a massive foodie. I love food. And it actually felt like eating was a burden. And I would always be anxious about the next meal because I knew that I had to prick my finger to check my bloods and inject myself. And I think even when I got my Libra, it was still, I was still anxious because it was kind of like, I couldn't eat unless I did the one thing I didn't like, which was injecting myself. You know, nobody really loves needles. Like, you know, I don't like getting injections. I don't like getting jabs. It's not my thing. Um, And so to have to do that every day for the rest of my life is quite daunting. And honestly, I don't believe that I fully grasped the fact that this is my, this is my life. This is a lifelong condition there's nothing I can really do about it and I think that that is with a lot of disabilities a lot of disabilities are lifelong not all but most and I think that like having awareness months weeks day is very important because sometimes I feel very like isolated and alone because I know no matter how much I try to you know sit here and talk to you guys on a camera um or you know sorry guys talk to a camera or on uh this podcast unless you kind of going unless you kind of have type 1 diabetes like you you'll only understand on a certain level and all my and all my friends and my family will only understand on a certain level and you know and it sucks because it's just like it gets to me you know it it does get to me it it um like it almost just like it, it, sorry um it it is was hard i still struggle now like some days are good and some days are bad and there will be days i wish i wasn't diabetic and there will be days that i I um 
I'm strong because of it. But, you know, it's not nice. It sucks. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It does suck. And it's like, I haven't even had it for a year, but it feels like I've had it for so long. And it's so mentally and physically draining. And I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. And that's kind of why I wanted to make this episode because I feel like, yes, you guys might not understand my experiences, but, you know, I have a lot of respect for the people who want to know or want to at least kind of understand. And, yeah, so it's just not great. But like I was saying, like, I struggle with a lot of things, like, you know, seeing other people eat without a thought. So I'll go, I'll run you through my day. So I wake up and I check my sugar levels to check that I'm fine. I'm not going to pass out in the shower because if you have a hypoglycemia, if your sugars are really, really low, you can go into a coma. And as some of you may know, and if you don't, um, if you go into a coma, you know, there is always that chance that you won't wake up. So that's not nice so I check my app so it's called Libra link up I think I'm not sure but it's like a Libra app and basically it's connected to the thing in my arm so I have to actually push this needle into my arm to kind of push this like little circle thing into place and um that goes in my arm and it just it helps me keep track of my sugar so I don't have to prick my fingers all the time they last for about two weeks so I actually changed it yesterday so that's for about two weeks and yeah so I go I, I get ready for the day then I check my sugars again see what they are and I will try to have breakfast and if I have breakfast um I've got to think right how much carbs how much sugar are in this so for example like I think in a half tin of beans it's like three units so that's three um that th- is it's 30 grams of carbs so I have to then that's three units and then let's say like a bit of toast I think for each slice that's two units so then that's three four five seven units ah that explains then I think it's two yeah because my sugars went high this morning so I don't think I put enough that should have been seven I think I injected five so for example that's perfect example I didn't put enough and then I went to class and my I was fine and then my glucose alarm went off so then I went and I injected more insulin but then it didn't do any then it then it went down then I went to this meeting and they had pizza, but I didn't really know how much pizza I had. One thing that makes me feel anxious is when you go to like a meal and you're sharing with people, you don't know how much you're going to eat. And you it, it's very hard to carb count unless you have your own individual meal, whereas there was just a bunch of pizzas on the table. I didn't even, I don't even know how many slices I had. So I think I injected seven units of insulin and my sugars are currently going off because I clearly had more carbs than I counted for. And so now they're oh, sorry now I've got to then have to inject more insulin to then bring that back down and I think that throughout the day my mind's like what's my sugar levels oh I don't feel right are they too high are they too low have I eaten enough today have I eaten enough to get me through what I've got to do or have I eaten enough to get me through my next meal or right okay I want something sweet at dinner but I have no idea how much sugar is in it so that's called like I said it's called carb counting and there was a book that I have I think it's called carbs and cows and it's carb and calorie counter and I read the book and so basically you kind of have to estimate how much you're doing so like I said 
my nurse has put me on for every 10 grams of carbs slash sugar I need to have a unit um oh my gosh sorry so that's what I'm currently doing um alongside that not on an everyday basis but I have to make sure I fit in my diabetes appointment so I see a diabetic nurse I have to have a diabetic review I have to get my eyes tested because uncontrolled diabetes for a long period of time can cause eye problems which can cause you to become blind Um, it can also cause you to lose sensation in your feet Um, so I have to see a foot doctor don't ask me what they're called I have to see a foot doctor every once in a while um and they have the and I also have to get checked that in my diabetic review I have to get my feet checked to see I can still feel the sensation down there um like honestly I could talk for ages for so so long about this and I am so sorry if I've just chucked on a lot of information at you like I feel like how I felt when I was in hospital and I just got given a pamphlet and a pamphlet and a pamphlet and a pamphlet and I was given so much information and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I think if there's anything I want you guys to take away from this is people with mental health conditions or health conditions, trust me, we go through it and you never really know what people are going through. You know, I may show and talk about my diabetes, but it's a struggle. And so I just want you guys to be more mindful of people who are experiencing things that you may not have experienced yourself and take awareness months a little bit more seriously and and, and see what you can learn from it because there's something more that means more to me than somebody knows what to do or takes the time to learn. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I have a couple of seconds. Please follow me on all socials and I hope that this has helped. Bye.